Ladies and gentlemen, if you are receiving this transmission, that means you have been chosen for a time as this. It's no mistake that you're alive. In fact, God has called you by name. He's made you fearfully and wonderfully. He took his time making you. And if you are hearing what we have to say today, and it resonates in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, then you are the remnant. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Todd Coconato Show on this beautiful Sunday. Super excited to have you here. God is raising up a remnant for a time as this. And I believe many more people are understanding the urgency of the hour that we are in. And we are going to take back this territory for the kingdom of God. I believe it 100% with my entire heart, my entire mind, my entire soul, my entire being. I believe that God has not forsaken us. I, you know, people, some guy on my post the other day, he, he tried to say, God is dead. God is not dead. Let me explain something. If you think that the God of heaven and earth, the creator of all things, is dead, then you are deceived, my friend. You, you lack discernment. You don't understand anything, really, about anything that's going on because this whole thing is a spiritual battle. Every single thing you see that's playing out in the corporate media, it's a spiritual battle. Every single uh, talking point, every single bobbling head out there, every single um, you know data point, it's all a spiritual battle. And this is what, unfortunately, only a very small amount of people are talking about. And yet, this is the reality of our situation. Isn't that amazing? Only a small amount of people, like you, I believe you get it, are able to discern the times. It's a real Issachar anointing to discern the times, to have ears to hear have eyes to see, to understand where we are on the timeline and why it's so critical, crucial, and important that we get this thing. Because if we don't get it, then we are going to be like those other people that are deceived. But if we call upon the name of the Lord and we, and we ask of his Holy Spirit, that's why I say, my sheep hear my voice. It's so important that we get this. My sheep, God's sheep, those that love the Lord, that call him the Lord of their life, that have confessed with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of their life, not only will you be saved, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, and that gives you discernment and wisdom on how to navigate the times that we're in. And so nothing really catches us by surprise because the thing is, is that God gives us an unction. He gives us an inkling. He gives us discernment. I'm telling you right now, I know that sounds like a pretty bombastic statement to say, that you know, obviously... Certain things are surprising. I mean, things happen. I'm not saying that we just know everything. But the Spirit kind of, in, in, in a way that I can't really articulate, it, it prepares you. Does that make sense? It prepares you for what is to come. You, you sense in your spirit. It's just like when I've been in danger and I've had intercessors call me out of the blue and say, are you okay? Can we pray for you? Something's going on. The Lord puts you on my heart for some reason. Have you ever had that happen? Have you ever felt that way about someone in your life, a loved one, a child, that you knew they were in danger? See, God will let you know by his Holy Spirit. And so he's not going to leave us or forsake us, and he's not going to let us just do something really stupid without having an unction, without having an inkling, without having something in our discernment. Our alarm bells will go off. I mean, I guess in the, in the natural, people say like your spidey senses, you know, but it's like you know something is off. That's discernment, my friend. 
This is what we need to pray for more of. And so as we navigate these very difficult times that we're in, and many people are feeling depressed and oppressed and all these different feelings, but see, the end is not yet. And so God is going to give us everything that we need to get through this time and not only to get through it, but to thrive. I know that sounds crazy. Thrive? You say thrive in this time? Yes. In fact, I, I even believe if the entire economy crashes, that God is going to protect those who've tithed. He's going to protect those that are, that are faithful. You know, the faithful, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. God knows each and every one of our situations. He knows your situation. He's going to protect you. And I believe that there's going to be, I'm going to even take it a step further. I believe there's a, a, a transferring that's happening from the wicked to the, to the remnant, you know, from the wicked to the, the ecclesia, the body of Christ, where not only will we survive, but God is going to give us everything we need, just like he did with the children of Israel that were in the wilderness, and yet what they get? They got manna. They had enough. They had, they had what they needed to live. And then he brought them in the promised land. But of course, there was a journey. The journey was, remember when the spies went in, the 12 spies? And what happened? Only two of them, Joshua and Caleb, believed that God was able to do what he said. The other 10 were like, oh my goodness, the giants are too big. The giants are too big. They're fortified. There's no way we're going to beat these guys. And this is what a lot of people are doing right now. A lot of people right now are saying the deep state's too big. The corruption is too deep. The swamp is too deep. There's no way we're going to be able to win this. See, this is what people are saying. And so then they're getting depressed and oppressed. This is the same tactic that the devil has been using for, for generations on, on the saints of God, on people of, of God, you know, and, and trying to make us feel like we're unable. But see, those people, like they had just gotten delivered from Egypt. They were slaves. They were in captivity. God got them out of there and then brings them to the Red Sea. Then the Red Sea parts. Can you imagine the Red Sea parts? And then they walk through that. And, and before that happened, a lot of people wanted to go back to their captivity because they didn't believe God could, could part the Red Sea. Then he does that. And then and they get to this place where they're going to go into the promised land. They send the spies and then what happens, 10 of them don't believe that God is able. And this is where we're at right now. As many people are saying, just give up, Pastor Todd. Just tell them it's over. And we are this, this remnant of people. If you're listening to this and you say, I believe that God hasn't forgotten about me. I believe that God is still able. I believe that he's able to do miracles. Now, what is it going to look like? Well, there's many different things that are going to happen. I don't think we're going to go back to quote unquote normal. I don't think that's going to happen again. I think that there, you know, normal wasn't really normal, was it? But when I think that God is preparing our hearts and he's wanting us to go deeper in relationship with him, that's what this thing is about. There's two things. Number one, people are coming to know Jesus. They're coming, to, they're becoming Christians, true followers of Christ. The Bible says, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. So there's some people, maybe it's you, and that's okay if it is. And you've been on the fence for a while. You've been like, well, is this real? Is this God thing real? Is God truly real? I mean, you know, because you, you're not sure or you're like a seeing is believing person or you've heard different stories. Oh, there's so many different gods. How do we know if there's the, you know, the one and only true God? How do we know that? How do we know that Jesus is real? How do we know? You know, so I get it. Some of you maybe have been on the fence, but here's the thing. The reality is that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and, and Jacob, the one and only true God, the great I am, is what the Bible says, he is still 
on the throne of glory. He is the one and only true God. And if you reach out to him, you reach out to him and you say, I want to know you, God. I want to know you. I want to have a relationship with you. If you do that right now, today, in this crazy time that we're in, here's what's going to happen. God's going to reveal himself to you. And when he does that, and he reveals himself to you, you start seeing more and more of what's going on because he gives you the eyes of understanding and the ears of understanding. And he starts showing you through discernment, through wisdom that only comes from his Holy Spirit. This wisdom, I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times I've prayed and then all of a sudden God revealed something that I would have never known, friends. Never known if I didn't inquire of God and ask him and all of a sudden he gives me an understanding that only he could give me. And I believe many of you need that right now in your situation, your business dealings, your family dealings, but we can't sit on the fence anymore. You know, so we got to dig into this reality and not get stressed out and not get overcome by this world and not feel like we're losing or we're losers. We're not losers. But it's going to take a discipline for us to separate from this Babylon system, separate from this propaganda because, you know, history tends to repeat itself. And right now, in the Western world, in the States, here in America, we are seeing an attempted communist takeover of our country. We're seeing a tremendous amount of propaganda, disinformation, lies disseminating from the mainstream corporate media that are owned 90% by six corporations. We're seeing a completely false narrative on the Drudge Report. I, I really believe he sold out. Okay, I remember the Drudge Report used to be a good report, but if you read it now, it's almost all propaganda just like the corporate media. So somebody got in there and bought that thing out, right? And so this is what's happening. And, and so we have to speak the truth in this time, and, and those that are purveyors of the truth are going to get warfare. You're going to get attacked because you're flying over the target. And so pray for those. Pray for us. Support those that are standing. If you're not able to stand, maybe you're not able to do a podcast or a radio show, or, and that's fine because everybody has a different calling. I'm no better than you. But there has to be voices out there speaking truth, right? There has to be because this is a very important time where we, you know, we got to wake up as a country. I mean, it is like late, but we still can and we still can win. And that's what we have to learn from history and learn from what happened in Germany and learn from what happened in some of these other countries and take this stand now, right? And so we're going to get through some of these things today on this Sunday broadcast. I also want to give you some encouragement we need Jesus to take the wheel. We need him to take the wheel. I'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconado Show. ToddCoconado.com, PastorTodd.org. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, we are back. You're going to enjoy this. There's a gentleman that I've gotten to know on the Reawake America Tour, and he's really been out here standing. I mean, this guy... If only there was more lawyers like this guy. Let me tell you, his name is Thomas Renz, and he is a lawyer that's willing to take a stand. And how many know that taking a stand has a high cost? Taking a stand has a high cost. But this gentleman said, I'm going to do it because I love my country, and uh, you know, I'm going to take a stand for religious liberty, for freedom, for the Constitution. And so, Thomas, welcome to the program, sir. Oh, man, I'm glad to be here, Todd. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're, uh, you know pressing ahead in this crazy time when uh you know the attack is coming from all angles it seems but i i feel the presence of god i know he's with us and uh you and i were talking recently up in batavia now this is interesting you were about to go up and speak 
And then something happened there up in Batavia, New York. What, what happened uh, when you were about to go up and speak? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Clay does these things and he's always got all these streaming partners and all these people pushing it out there. 15 or so minutes before I was set to go on stage, the speed got cut. I was shocking. The I mean, feed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They cut the feed. Verizon cut the feed. I, I believe it was Verizon. They, they uh, cut the feed and, you know, without any real explanation. And so uh, I gave my speech. It was recorded and it's on my website at rens-law.com. Uh, and I think Clay's got it up probably on Rumble and elsewhere. But they uh, they played my speech or we recorded my speech, but they wouldn't. I couldn't. It wasn't broadcast. But for, you know, people tuning in afterwards, the whole thing was censored. And it's it's important information. I mean, you, we had a whistleblower came forth with the Social Security master death file. Wow. Well, you know, Anthony Fauci can say I didn't have the access to, you know, the increased deaths that we're seeing from the life insurance companies. Right. He can't say he didn't have the Social Security death file. I mean, that's his info. Unbelievable. So can I explain to the layman, somebody that doesn't fully understand this, uh, what, what does that mean? What does that information mean? Okay, so I don't know. For any of the listeners here, if you've been listening or paying attention, you'll know that a lot of people have been talking about life insurance companies and how, pe how many people are dying or appear to be dying from these jabs, right? right? Right. And they keep talking about these numbers. Well, remember, if you're Anthony Fauci or you're this corrupt FDA or whoever, you can say, well, yeah, but we don't have life insurance numbers. So how would we know that? Yeah, exactly. Well, the, social, the Social Security master death file is probably the most complete record of deaths for the united states that there is it's probably the best it doesn't capture everyone perfectly but it does cast it capture a vast majority because if you got a social security number you're you you know this goes into the system right well what it shows it, that there's just an immense amount that was able we were able to see from this right so the first thing is is you know if you go back to the spike the initial spike when COVID came out back in 2020 and the world was ending and we had to lock down and we had to stay in our houses and wear 18 masks and we couldn't do anything because we were all going to die. And if you remember, all that happened because of this spike. Right. All these people were dying, right? Yeah, supposedly. There was a spike and there were increases in deaths. Here's the thing. This spike is dwarfed dwarfed by two other subsequent spikes where we didn't lock back down. We didn't do anything about what was causing them. We just let it go. So in the initial spike, what we saw is we saw, we also pulled had a whistleblower, pulled the Medicare Medicaid information. And we saw that along with, uh, with the, the spike that was shown, there was a corresponding decrease in inpatient hospitalizations. What that means is that people weren't going to the hospital, which makes sense because Fauci said, if you go, you're going to die. So they were dying at home. Treatable, preventable things weren't being taken care of at the hospital. And so a lot of this spike would probably be caused by people not getting treatment. The other thing that, and certainly some of it, there was a bit of a spike from COVID. There's no question. I'm not going to argue that. But a good portion of this appears based on the, the graphs and the information to be caused from that. More importantly, though, is remember all that we had to do 
because COVID was coming. Right. If you fast forward to January-ish of 2021, when the jabs started being available and they started pushing it into every at-risk person's arm that they could, you see the biggest spike in deaths since since uh, since the data we have, which goes back to 2010. By far, the spike is huge. It's almost double the spike we saw when COVID came out. It is absolutely monumental, double versus the baseline. Uh, it's incredible how much it, 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 this spike was. And yet, the only thing, here's what we got to understand. So you have COVID come out. Even the CDC admits that natural immunity is, you know, it's the way to go, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have natural immunity that's occurring. You have a lot of people that got infected. And so the number of deaths should be dramatic, dramatically decreasing. But, and they were going down until they gave the jab. As wow. soon as the jab came out, there was this huge, huge spike. And all sorts of people dying. And it, the only the only real explanation is the jab. That's the only thing that changed. Now, there, now, that, if that wasn't enough, if you fast forward to when the jab started getting mandated, kids going back to school and stuff, they all had to, in 2021, they, yeah. you know, they had to get jabbed, but they couldn't go. Sure. We have another huge spike that dwarfs the initial spike from, from the emergence of COVID. What this death file shows beyond any doubt is that the major death spikes occurred when there was a major push for vaccination. The more jabs that they're given, the more deaths there are. These things are killing people far, far higher numbers than COVID ever did. They're far more dangerous than COVID by itself. And that's without COVID being treated. You're better off getting COVID than the jab. Wow. No question about it. Uh, in my mind, based on these numbers, these things this these things are terribly deadly. And Anthony Fauci knew it. The FDA knew it. Yet they continued to push this out for younger and younger people, trying to put it in the arms of your children. And you know, it, it's it's indisputable proof. The numbers are there. When I hear this, Thomas, I, I, it blows my mind because you are so you're one of the very few that are a speaking about this and and b legally doing anything about it. People are enraged when they hear this information, you know, because we already kind of had this inkling, we kind of had this discernment, and now you're literally validating what we felt. What is the legal recourse? What can people do? Is there, because a lot of people just feel helpless, you know? I mean, is there something in motion? What's happening with this? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things happening. So there's what you can do if you're an attorney and you're fighting it in the courts, and there's what you can do if you're not, right? I mean, there's also what you can do if you're a doctor or what you can do if you're a nurse. So, you know, there's what you can do depends a lot on who you are and what your skill set is. Right. You know, if you're Todd Coconato and you're a great pasture and uh, you got a radio show and all these different things, well, you can help spread the word in a way that, you know, could, someone else couldn't. God gave us all gifts. We've got to leverage the gifts that we have and maximize those to promote. Let, let me, let me hold you right justice. there for a sec. Uh, we got to go back to a break, but we're going to be back in a second. I want to hear the rest of this answer. This is very important information. We got Thomas Renz, attorney, patriot. We'll be right back. ToddCoconato.com. Take it from my hands, cause I can't do 
right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with attorney Tom Renz. I love this song. It's an appropriate song because we have an attorney that's a patriot. He's not just an attorney. This man has depth and substance and is willing to take a stand. And so, Tom, welcome back to the broadcast, my friend. I'm glad to be here, Todd. Uh, you know, I always love when I get to talk to people that are God-based and that understand what this fight really is. Yeah, and that, that's exactly right. It's a spiritual battle at the highest of levels. You know, I remember Joe Biden, when he was going around the country in that, that bus, it said, for the soul of the nation, literally on the side of the bus. And I thought, boy, that's one thing he's telling the truth about. It is for the soul of the yeah. nation. You know, but uh, let, let's get back to that last uh, question, because I think it was important, if you remember. Uh, we were talking about, yep. you know, what people can do, and I think it's super important. So let's, let's go ahead and pick up there. Yeah. And so what I was saying is, you know, what you can do is based on who you are, but there are certain things that everybody can do. You know, God gave us all our skills and we got to ask ourselves, you know, God, what, God, what did you give me? What can I do? How can I serve? Now, beyond that, though, there are certain things that are critical, right? Yes. So make Americans free again. Great partner organization with me. I love these guys. Join them. Uh, Clay and I are uh, going, uh, he's got our, our next bit is going to be, I think in Washington, Idaho, that area. Yeah. And then in Pennsylvania, join us. If you haven't bought a ticket, get your butt out there. We need to support. Um, so I'm on true social. I got a sub stack. I'm, I got rens-law.com. You can get to both of them there. Um, I'm on getter. I'm on cloud hub. Help me get the word out. So, you know, if most importantly, pray, yeah. pray for Todd, pray for me, pray that we can fight this fight God's way. Yes. Um, you know, what can we do? Well, we can be active. We can use the gifts that we're given in any way that we can to ensure that we can facilitate this fight being fought properly and according to God's will. And, you know, that's really the most important thing, you know, the groups, the God's got a funny way of giving us opportunities. He does. You know, I mean, so, you know, you and I've talked, Todd, you know, I'm a nobody from a little town in Ohio and uh, I've had some incredible opportunities and I've had them because of nothing other than the fact that I committed myself to fight God's fight. Now I'm a sinner. So I don't care, you know, go ahead, research me, find out about my sins, publish them everywhere. I'm rotten. Okay. I'll give you, I am a rotten monster, but I'm doing my best in this fight and to do it God's way. Did I make mistakes? Absolutely. Did I keep fighting? Yes. I'll probably keep making mistakes. You know, that's the nature. I, and I don't, I don't relish in it. It's sad that I do that, but I'm a soldier. My job is to break things and to attack things and to beat down bad guys. Yeah, and you're doing a good job that's, of that. You know, I mean, that's what yeah. you're doing. I mean, I know they fear you because of the truth that you speak and you know your willingness to stand. What type of pushback have you got? You know, have you from being in the in the law community? I mean, is there anybody that's <laughs> saying, "Oh, you shouldn't be doing this," or what are what are people saying there? I'm going to tell you one of the most satisfying things that I have been able to say this entire time. And this sound, I hate saying it this way because I feel like it's an ego thing and I'm not an ego guy. Like I'm honored to be here. But when this started, I had a bunch of the people in this community in the health freedom world and elsewhere and in the legal community. And they're like, who are you? Nobody. And you're going to fight Fauci. You're going to fight pharma. You're going to fight the government. You'll be gone in five minutes. 
Well, fast forward three years. Anthony Fauci is now leaving the government, Woo. and I'm still standing. Come on, So uh, I, I can't say that that's me. I can't take credit for it, but, man, I'm happy to see him go. And I would like to think that maybe I contributed a little bit to the downfall of one of the most prolific murderers in, in history. Um, you know, this is this is something. Yeah, there's been immense blowback. I mean, you know, if you don't get a death threat, you feel like you're not doing anything, right? <laughs> we hey, haven't had a death threat for a whole week. What's going on? Exactly. Um, yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, the bottom line, they've attacked me in every way possible. Uh, you know, I grew up in a town that's even smaller than where I live now. Wonderful town, Oak Harbor, Ohio, 3000 people. There was one of the biggest publications in the world, a big major press. I'm not going to say who, cause I don't want anybody to read them cause they're garbage yep. actually called a 19 year old fry cook that works for my brother and called the mayor of Oak Harbor to try and get dirt on me from my childhood to try and take me out. And, you know, I'm sure that if they dig far enough, they can find all sorts of dirt. I'm you know, I'm broken sinner. It's all good. Same here. But here's the thing. The bottom line is it don't matter how rotten I am. I'm not murdering people. I'm yes. trying to stand for freedom, for opportunity, and for good. And, yeah, I, you know, I've made mistakes. Uh, they've made up a lot of stuff. I mean, there's been an immense amount of stuff made up about me that's just that's totally what they baseless. do. That's what they do. When you start speaking truth, that's exactly what happens. It happened to us here at the ministry. Yeah. It happened to me. All of a sudden, the hit pieces. I mean, you know, Newsweek. I mean, oh, yeah. they, these 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 big. And then they, you know, they they reach out like they're your buddies. You know, like, hey, Pastor Coco. Oh yeah. Okay, you know? And so if you don't know any better, because hey, in the beginning when it first started happening, I wasn't really sure how to respond. And people told me like, don't respond. Don't even talk to them. Yeah. You know, but I would engage initially until I got that you know counsel. And they would always mince my words and they would always write things that I didn't say. And, and, and so then I realized these people are definitely not our friends, which we know. No. But, but Thomas, I mean, from a legal standpoint, it's so hard for me to imagine how, I mean, you got Hollywood, the mainstream corporate media, you got all these institutions, you know, the educational institution, a big pharma, big tech, all working, you know, in, in, in tandem to silence yeah. voices like you and I, you know, to, to, yep. to silence the truth from coming out. Yeah, all you have to do is look at the VAERS data, you know, and see how many people have died. In in historically, another vaccine, I mean, what what's the number of deaths where they where they take it off the market? I know it's pretty low, right? Well, twenty six pulled the swine flu van vaccine. Twenty six ended up being a total of fifty two, I believe. Uh, you know, I mean, this is this is the most dangerous consumer product in history, no question about it. <laughs> It's it's so mind blowing, and so do they just? I mean, other than burying the information, putting out disinformation, how is it that they get away with this legally? How is it that they get away with? I mean, can people go after them? Is there any recourse from a legal standpoint if your loved one dies from a vaccine injury? Oh boy, it's tough. You know, they've given so much immunity to these people. We've got to get our politicians to take a stand on it. God bless Ron Johnson. God bless a few of these guys that have stood up. We're going to be giving some major, major info to Rand Paul and Ron Johnson coming up. If Rand, uh, I know Johnson will take it. I'm hoping Rand will take it. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll probably send it over to Josh Holly and a few of these guys who seem to be caring about truth. And we're going to try and get, we're going to give them the info that they need. You know, for example, uh, gain of function. Of course, did Fauci lie to Congress? Absolutely. I mean, I can I can show you that in five minutes. No problem. Uh, it's not disputable. It's not debatable. He lied. No question. 
Um, you know, we can win these things real quick and real efficient. We're going to give them that information. We're going to show them. We're going to show them that Fauci funded the creation of this in a lab. We're going to show that this, you know, that this is from a lab. Uh, you know, we get the tech transfer for for this genetic modification and genetic gene editing and all the stuff that they did when they were experimenting on coronavirus that we gave to China. You know, we basically taught them to make bioweapons. You talk about a disaster. Um, you know, so we're uh, we're getting ready to drop some real bombs. And uh, that's why Fauci's quitting. He's got to get out while the getting's good because, <laughs> you know, the walls are crumbling. They know what's happening. These thieves are turning on themselves. There's no honor amongst thieves. You know, even Deborah Burks is out there t- telling everybody how much she lied, which, I mean, that's a shock, right. uh, you know, to no one. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's 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 finally starting to break. We're going to get there. Um, we we won this when we successfully educated enough people that we had a huge control group. That's when we won this. Yeah. Because what happened then is, you know, it's easy to lie when you can't see the truth. But when the truth is standing next to you, you can't miss it. Right. When every when everyone knows a 30 some year old that dies from sudden adult death syndrome and every one of them are in their third booster, you know, there's something wrong when the guy who's never gotten a jab at all isn't getting covid anymore, isn't getting sick and is perfectly healthy. Well, that's the control group. And guess what? The people who stood strong has stood strong despite losing their jobs, their friends, their families, their loved ones. They've lost, they've stood strong through everything. Yeah. They're going to be real happy to point out the truth. Yeah. And so we've won this fight. It's just a matter of how how many more have to die before it becomes really well established. And then how many more, how much longer do we have to wait before we're ready to start Nuremberg 2.0, which I'm counting on. Come on, man. What about these people? You know, I have uh, friends that were NYPD. They were just about to get their pension, and they literally lost their job and, and everything. They lost everything. I mean, you know, people like this, nurses that have been with a hospital group for 30 years, you know, just, I mean, yep. it's the same story. Can, can they do anything at this point, or is there something coming down the pike that they can maybe do legally? Well, it depends. I mean, Ren's Law, we're, we're and by the way, I'm growing as fast as I can. I mean, I'm constantly have more work than I can do. Right. But uh, and we're actually hoping to be able to partner with a couple other firms that we're in talks with where we believe that we'll be able to do a lot more. But uh, we're doing EEOC work. For, we're helping people that have lost their jobs. Um, we're looking at uh, really focusing and, and developing some stuff to help people who are going to end up on disability because they took these jabs, things like that. So we're working on it. We're trying to help as many people with as many things as we can. But, yeah. man, it is it, it's it's tough. You know, I mean, like I said, I'm not a big shot. It's not like I got a big firm or anything. Right. So we're trying to build it as fast as we can based on the fact that so many people have been so badly taken advantage of but the good thing is though is that as we're building it every dime i get i can put right back into the fight which just tickles the heck out of me because man there is nothing i love more than holding bad guys accountable yeah i have been able to cause so much more trouble than some nobody from a little town should ever be able to cause and praise god i mean that from the bottom of my heart praise god that i have been able to to 
Well, you talk about being honored. He allowed me to serve him in this kind of capacity. Yeah. Hallelujah. I I mean, I don't even know what else to say. Just, man, what an awesome thing. Yes, man. Now, let's shift gears. I know you've been working a lot about the uh, the vaccines and the injuries and whatnot. Have you seen anything with regard to the election in 2020? Have you have you looked at any of those cases? And, uh, you know, a lot of people hit me up every day about this. You know, Pastor Todd, did they ever show any of the evidence? Did any uh, court look at it? What do you know from that vantage point? So I've got my nose into about every freedom issue you can have your nose into, right? Uh, and I haven't filed suits on the election, not because I don't think that there that there was fraud, but because I don't have the I haven't had the right suit to file. Yeah, uh, I've looked very hard. I've spent a lot of time evaluating some cases, and I just haven't had the right one. God bless Mike Lindell and his team, and you know Mike Flynn's team, General Flynn, and all these other teams that are working on this. It's critical. Yes, they have made these cases very very hard to file. So one thing I don't flex on is my ethics. Like I will not violate rules of ethics. I, I do my very best to follow them. That's good. And because they go after, I mean, I got people coming after me for everything, even right. if it's garbage. Right. So, you know, I'm very disciplined about that. I do think that there are election cases to be had, but there's some things that we've got to fix in the law first. So as an attorney, one thing that people got to understand, the role of the courts and the attorneys is never to make law. It's only to interpret Tom, Tom, hold, the law. Hold that and, thought right there, my friend. Hold that thought. Yeah. We're going to go in our third segment here in just a second. We'll be right back with sure. Tom Rentz, attorney. This is the Todd Coconato Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Todd Coconato here, Real Talk Radio. We are all around the nation and online, toddcoconato.com, remnant.news. And we have an amazing attorney here that is, uh, man, just a man that I truly respect. This guy is really doing it, you know. And this is the thing. I mean, people that are stepping up in the different areas, you know, whether you're a mama bear, papa bear, you know, a general, a nurse, a doctor, an attorney. This is what God is doing in this time. And so, uh, Tom, we want to welcome you back, sir. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, Todd. I, I really appreciate getting the word out. Thank you, sir. You know, uh, again, you were answering a really important question. We got about 10 minutes here, and I wanted to dive into this election thing. You say this is a very important uh, answer that people need to know. So I'm going to give you the floor, my friend. Yeah. So you have to understand that the role of an attorney or a judge is not to create law, but to interpret the law as it applies to a specific set of facts. Now, the problem that we have is that too often our judges and our courts are not doing that. What they're doing is they're creating law that they think is appropriate in a situation rather than as it's written. So when you guys hear about the living, breathing constitution and all that nonsense, listen, so God wrote 10 commandments down. He didn't say, Here's 10 commandments, but, you know, if uh, if 50 years from now you decide that murder might be a little bit better for That's your society, right. go ahead and, you know, you, you can you can shift that up. That's right. He wrote 10 commandments. It said don't murder. It meant no, don't murder, you know, 4,000 years ago. It means don't murder today, right? Yep. Words have a lot of power and a lot of meaning, and when you don't li- honor the meaning of those words as they're written, they become meaningless. 
that's what's happening in our courts and in our, with our laws. You know, the Constitution was very clear. The right to bodily autonomy is there. The right to, uh, I, I want anyone listening to this to tell me how you would make the argument that the federal government should be exempt from a lawsuit forcing them to follow the law as it's written. Okay. How should, I mean, I understand that we can't sue them for money because constitutionally that creates all sorts of issues, but for injunctive relief or declaratory relief, you know, but the courts have decided that citizens don't have standing for such cases and that citizens can't bring these cases. And they've carried this so far that it's ridiculous. And they didn't want to get into political questions, this, that, and other. And there's some arguments to be made there. The problem is, is that they've essentially created a situation now that precludes any citizen from challenging anything. That's what's happened with election suits. And that's what they're trying to do with the COVID suits. They're trying to make it so you can't challenge what the government does if it's related to an election or related to things like COVID. Yep. And we cannot allow that. So I've got a case that I'm looking at. I think we're going to probably take to the Supreme Court and we're going to be asking just that question. Um, we have got to get the courts to recognize that citizens have the right to call their government when the government is not following the law. Yes, That is a critical thing. And who, in light of the fact that our country was founded by a group of people that had a tea party over nothing but a tea tax, while screaming re taxation without representation, who in their right mind would argue that those people would be okay with the government breaking the law and citizens not being able to go to the court to get, get a fair shake out of it? It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. You only get there through specious reasoning applied over time through case after case after case. It keeps getting farther and farther from the Constitution to the point that you no longer recognize the fact that thou shall not murder means don't murder. Exactly. You know, it's a game of telephone that for the last 200 plus years has continued to move us farther and farther away from the origin and towards something that is meaningless. And the problem is... You know, if you want the Constitution to change, we have the ability to do that. There's an amendment process. See, the problem is, is that they can't pass any amendments because the people don't agree to do that. But that's the way it's supposed to be. Exactly. It's supposed to be difficult because they didn't want it to change because what they built worked. And they didn't want it screwed up. But now it's being screwed up by a bunch of activist judges and activist people who are not following the original intent of the Constitution. You have to look at the plain language of the law when you're interpreting it and consider what it meant when it was written. And I would ask anyone to make a legitimate argument that our founding fathers would be okay with the federal government egregiously violating the law as it does over and over at this point, and the citizens not being able to challenge it. What was the point of our judicial system if that's the case? Exactly. This is what's happening. Then you got the lawfare. You know, they come after people that are speaking out with lawfare. I mean, we've seen it with General Flynn. Yeah. We've seen it with Mike Lindell, with Dominion. We've seen it with Clay. Uh, we've seen it with Sidney Powell. I've, I've had the mainstream media sue me twice. Uh, and I'll tell you, when I got sued, this was uh, about a year and a half ago, I, it was very hard to find anybody that would represent me because they're afraid yeah. to go up against these behemoths and they know they have the money and the resources and they say, well, you don't have a case. How is that possible? Tom, I mean, you can't be the only one. I know, I mean, thank God for you. But I mean, do you know of other, are, is anybody else doing what you're doing? I mean, thank God for you, man. There's a handful of us. There's some, I, I am so honored to know some of the other Patriot attorneys that they're out there and they're fighting hard. 
you know, Make Americans Free again's got a pretty good referral service that they're using for, uh, particularly for you know, if you're a, a healthcare practitioner that's getting persecuted, and uh, for a few other things. And and I love Pam Popper's group for that. Um, we're building that. One of the things that I want to do there. All of the big firms have sold out. There aren't any big firms that are doing this. Okay, um, so I'm going to build one. Yeah. Uh, God is my uh, God willing, yep. and it's up to Him, not me. Yep. Um, but I'm working on creating partnerships and getting people in lined up and stuff like that in my spare time, which you know I haven't had any of that years, much. But, yeah, uh, you know we're we're trying very hard to build it. Um, and I don't know. I mean, you you know, I for the people listening, you're like, oh, of course you are. But yeah, I'm just going to tell you all this. I can't get up in the morning for a dollar. Um, I, I need to make enough money to take care of my family. Sure. But I hate money. What I like doing is fighting bad guys. Yep. That's what gets me up in the morning. So, you know, I suppose it's self-serving to build up a giant law firm, but that's not the point. I want a thousand lawyers working for me that will be that I can say to them, you're going to give X number of hours per month to Patriot causes, yes. or you're not going to work for me. Yes. And guess what? We're making enough money that we can pay you well and that you'll do good things. And you're going to give X number of hours away for free to Patriot causes per month. And if you can't do that, you're working in the wrong firm. We'll talk to you later. That's how we fix this. Yes. That's what I have to build. That's what's got to occur over time. And, you know, you got to understand, uh, you know, Todd, you brought, we've talked two things here. We talked COVID, then we talked election. Yep. Well, how about the energy crisis, the food crisis, the border yep. crisis, sex trafficking, child, child sex, tra sex trafficking? Um, I mean, the list of egregious, horrible things that are occurring is monumental. There's always going to be evil until Jesus decides to take care of that. Yep. And there's always going to be a need to stand against that evil. And that's what I got to do is, and I think that's my mission, right? You know, it's, it's to build, uh, you know, I'm fighting as hard as I can, but also to build because I'm just one guy. Yep. But boy, if you got a thousand, that's something. That's right. And so that's what we've got to build. That's what we're working on. And, you know, just, I hope that everybody listening will pray for us that we're successful in it. And most importantly, I can say before God and man right now that my only purpose in this is to facilitate his will. And I pray that I have the strength and wisdom, and I hope people will pray for me that I have the strength and wisdom to, to maintain that course and to not lose sight. Yes. And I know I'll make mistakes, you know, but the, the question isn't whether I'll make mistakes. It's whether I can pull back and get where I need to be again once I do. Yeah, you're a very humble man, and you know what? I can see God's hand on you, and I know that what you said is going to happen. I know that you're going to be able to do that. It seems like a massive vision, but I really believe that God is going to make a way, and he's going to put people beside you and around you. And so tell our listeners, how can they find out more about you? How can they go to your website, information about your cases, things like that? Please come to rens-law.com. It's R-E-N-Z-Law.com. Uh, Renstashlaw.com. We've got to we got to give send go if you're motivated to do so. Anything, anything I make goes to the fight. Uh, we've got a Substack. It's free. If you pay to subscribe, that goes to the fight. Uh, I'm on Truth Social. I'm on Getter. I'm on Cloud Hub. Uh, at Tom Rens on Truth and Getter, and at Rens Law on Cloud Hub. Excellent. Um, please help us share the word. 
even if you can't do anything else, there's two things everybody can do. You can pray for us and you can follow and reshare what we're doing. We need to build the platform. We've got to get more and more and more. We've got to get patriots connected, working together, being together and supporting each other. So please help us to build that. Uh, and and again, I can't say it enough. Please pray for us. It's Absolutely. tough. It's tough. And it's real easy to do bad things, you know, when when everything you're fighting is so hard. Oh, yeah. So I pray for the strength to do it right. Amen. Tom Renz, we appreciate you, man. You're doing a great work out there. You can visit his website. And uh, we actually out of time for the day, but I'm so glad that you were able to stay, Tom. I really am, because this is so important. And so, all right, we're out of time, but uh, you can visit our website, pastortodd.org. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week. God bless you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the broadcast today. So appreciate you. This is the podcast version. We don't run commercials. And I'm going to tell you guys something. Um, you know, we, we're, we're doing a lot right now behind the scenes to get people ready for the elections that are coming up. Uh, we're really, really fighting. And so uh, I'm not putting this stuff out publicly, but this organization, Todd Cognato Ministries, uh, Remnant.News, Religious Liberty Coalition, we are on the ground. And if, you know, if you want to help, it would be really, really, really a blessing to us. Um, we, we need your financial support right now more than ever. People have kind of cut back a little bit on giving, I think, because the economy. And meanwhile, we're in this major, major battle. So if the Lord puts it on your heart, you know, please pray about tithing to this ministry. Please pray about giving us uh, some financial support, becoming a monthly partner. You can go to toddcoconado.com slash give, toddcoconado.com slash give. Thank you so much for praying about this. I appreciate you. And we'll be back with the next broadcast soon. God bless.